This is a certified Big Soy Naturals classic. I have a problem. I look like Jared Padalecki. I got them Supernaturals. So my value right now is zero. If you think about it, AI is actually the fastest path to communism. Forest farming is really not a vibe. Okay, hi, hello, pay pigs, hello, prayer warriors. We're sorry we took a little break. I had a bacterial sinus infection, um, so, but also it's none of your business. Uh, don't expect anything from us. You know this. Um, I've don't never expect, gotten uh, any kind of infection because I'm blessed by my divine mm -hmm. feminine energy that kind of just keeps my whole body attuned aligned i also eat a raw vegan diet and i stand outside in the sun every day for four hours mm -hmm. and i can do that because i don't work um do you do a yoni steam every once in a while as well i'm not gonna reveal <laughs> if i've if i've got a yoni or a brony um <laughs> But yeah, I don't get I don't get sick. Um, besides mm -hmm. the time that I mentioned in the last episode that I had COVID, but that was different. That was from the vaccine. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't get sick from bacteria. It's not for no, me. No way. Yeah, I was. Uh, I I didn't sleep for like three straight days. Um, I got antibiotics from the doctor, and they weren't enough antibiotics. And then I had to go back to the doc to a a new doctor and get more antibiotics. Um, it was a whole fucking mess for like two weeks. It was nuts. Anyway. You know what I think the common um, theme here is, is don't trust doctors. Yeah, don't trust doctors. I've never been to a doctor and thought like, this was a good use of my time. They, I would yeah, always tell you something that you already know. And it's like, I actually could have just like told someone else this and not paid like a hundred dollars. Or they, like, yeah. make up bullshit. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, uh, I'm not anti-vax, but I do understand the frustrations of going to a doctor. Every time I want to go, I'm like, I have to go to a doctor. I'm, like, absolutely 100% not willing yeah, to go. I'm pro-vaccine, but anti-doctor, like, I, I'll get every vaccine, put them in me right away. But yeah. I don't want to have to, like... I don't want to have to talk to a doctor about it. Because every time I talk, I, I want to talk to a nurse um, half yeah, the time. A lot of them um, are cops. But usually a lot of them are cops. I, I, what I, who I want to talk to is not a, like a nurse nurse. I want to talk to a nurse practitioner. I want to talk to the lesbian who's wearing like a big set of keys, who always seems like she's like in a rush, but has the most time ever for you. Oh, yeah. Um, just, Anywhere that yeah. I can talk to a lesbian with a big set of keys yeah that's 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 fine. what i want that's to talk good. to i got recently um, put on to did you know that you're supposed to go to the dentist twice a year Mm-hmm. stupid sucks yeah, so i Hate i didn't it. know about that because i only recently entered the middle class from our podcast earnings um <laughs> and so before that i was going to the dentist i think the last time i went was like when i was 19 so 
you can do the math. Um, mm mm-hmm. But yeah, you're supposed to go twice a year. So uh, I went, <laughs> I went twice in like four months, <laughs> which is not how you're supposed to do it. Um, but I, I thought, I thought like twice at any point in the year would be good. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be six months apart. I'm still learning. Yeah, friends. Um, but that's that's a cool little like middle class hack if you weren't already aware, is uh, you got to get your teeth cleaned. Speaking mm-hmm. of the middle class, um, shout out to our friends and listeners from Connecticut. We've been getting shout messages out. from you all saying that you listen to us on the train on your way from New York to Connecticut and vice versa. Yeah, passing New Rochelle and Ron- Ronkonkoma. Okay. And all we the, don't need to name all drop the stops. The stops. <laughs> <laughs> Your people are finding us, Kendall, and I think that's because <laughs> they can tell that you know things. It's true. I've been doxxed. I'm I was from Connecticut. Um, when I was 12, I moved to uh, DC because I um, in order to become sexy and hot and have a personality and it worked. Um, in DC? <laughs> Well, it did because, like, at the at the very least, it's a city. There's like a train, and like, there's there's places to go. You know, Adams Morgan's a fun neighborhood. No, I like I like, like DC a lot, actually. I think yeah, DC's really DC's cool. Fun. I just think that there's like, like you know how uh, New York has the potential to be really cool, but then there's like, mm-hmm. well, there's all the people that live there that mm-hmm. make it not that way. DC is mm-hmm. also like absolutely like that but the people absolutely. who make it not that way are like the government uh, which mm-hmm. is maybe mm-hmm. even worse um, yeah but dc is a really cool city yeah dc is a dc is a really cool city i think it's full of people who like um actually are pretty like radical only because uh they um they they under they are like completely unrepresented by their government. They're in a very unique situation uh, where they have absolutely no representative. Um, even though they're te- we're technically a district, we're technically like a state, um, but we're also not, and we're also not a city. And the you know all the government people live there, um, but they don't want to change it or make it better or um, you know do anything material for their uh, f- like for their. Um, constituents for the people who live there for the locals um so there's a lot of people that like i think have like a really strong sense of like um like activism and justice um that like are working in a lot of grassroots campaigns um but unfortunately they are constantly stopped by like the (laughs) the government um okay because the local government is also the major government have i told you about so there's this boy that i went to elementary and middle school with and he like bullied me pretty relentlessly um I can't remember like what over I don't think it was anything specific I wasn't super well liked at that age for Mm -hmm. reasons unbeknownst to me um but I found him recently not on social media but in an article that came out I guess not that recently in 20 17 about like meet the dc staffers that can't get a date <laughs> because they're, they're conservatives and i love that article he's, like, it's so funny interviewed in it being like yeah like no. 
sometimes girls match with me on Tinder, but then I tell them what I do for a job and then they unmatch with me. And he's like, and I just happen to be mostly attracted to liberal girls. So <laughs> I'm having just a really hard time. I don't know what that means. I mean, I guess like there is a certain look that conservative like young women tend to have. Like mm-hmm. it's a little bit think- girl defined. Um, yeah i mean and there there is that because i mean we're in it's available because it's in we're in the dmv area so it's dc maryland virginia right and the thing is is that dc is actually a pretty small city like where i lived in in dc um pretty close by to where i lived there's like a road that like one side you're on maryland and you're legally in maryland and one side you're in dc so one side respectively you can light fireworks and one side you cannot um so they're like like it's a pretty like weird. There's a lot of like weird borders uh, going on, but like yeah, there's there's quite a few people who are um, conservative. But I think what he's looking for is like one of the wonks, like the people, like these like political wonk types. Well, he was saying um, he doesn't date the conservative. He he's more attracted to the liberal women. Yeah, and like most of the liberal wonk, the most of the wonks are like liberals. They they like went to American University. They like graduated, and they're all like you know. But liberal I think women. I think the biggest issue is not whether or not he's able to get dates, but like why did he consent to giving an interview that is attached to his full name about him not being able to go on dates? Like mm-hmm. now, whenever a future date googles him, the first thing that comes up because he's got a pretty distinctive is name. I am undateable. It's just like yeah, people don't like me. Like I'm I'm ugly. Girls don't like me. Like people. the best way to never have any hose is to like post about not having hose just like it's mm-hmm. also not and you posted about good. it in like a major publication yeah you can't like... you can't post about having no hose and you also can't post about having lots you've got to mm-hmm. kind of just keep that yeah. a mystery and mm-hmm. then you're in like a schrodinger's never disclose having uh <laughs> situation so, like, but you can't you can't do what he did it's interesting. I have so many like region specific things for two different regions. I'm I'm like a, I'm a woman. I'm a I'm a shide of both worlds, um, <laughs> where I like I know Stu, I know you know you for you Connecticut girlies. I I know Stu Leonard's. I'm aware of of the very region specific grocery store with the animatronics, and yet I am also hey, very much a DC girl. Is it the like the ice cream place? It's actually it's a grocery store. So imagine I, like why do I like, know about this? Is this your fault? You, I think because I told you. Okay. Um, it, I think it is my fault. It's a grocery store. Imagine like Trader Joe's, but they have a bunch of animatronics, and you can only walk one way. Everyone walks in like a funeral march line through the aisles, picking things, and you can only go one way. You can't turn around in the aisle. So like, you just got to keep going in the same circle as everyone else. It's like a weird line management thing that they do, I guess, because they have all these animatronics like above the shelves that like sing and dance for you. There's this thing called the Farm Fresh Five. And they're this like band of like singing milk cartons. Um, They have a couple of, yeah, they're they're all singing milk cartons. Um, And like they have like a sensor. Um, So like when you pass by them, they sing. So as you go into other aisles, you can like hear them from a distance. Um, as like, it's this very spooky okay. place. It's very like 
the like like if you explained it to like um someone who like didn't live in like the u.s it's like very americana right but it's so region specific it's like just in connecticut and like a couple and like on the border of connecticut and new york so there's a couple in like new york but like there's not a lot of people from new york or like or from new york not like the city but like the state are like aware of these like <laughs> these animatronic grocery stores so are you aware that some states have a a uh, official state beverage? They do. Okay. Yeah, I found this out um, yesterday, and so twenty two out of the thirty states that have an official state beverage have the same beverage mm-hmm. um, for their for their state's choice. Do you want to guess what that beverage is? Whole milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, I didn't expect to be right. Oh my god. <laughs> like some states like like Nebraska has a state beverage of milk, but then also a state soft drink of Kool-Aid. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and then some states got get a little I don't know I mean it's actually just Rhode Island that got a little like fancy with it fancy is probably not the right word but they're they're putting a twist on the idea of milk and their official state beverage is coffee milk which I thought would just mean coffee with some milk in it but it's coffee s- syrup uh, and and mostly whole milk, mm. which sounds kind of kind of foul. Um, and and then Alabama's like official drink is whiskey, which is cool. Um, fortunately, like New Jersey doesn't have one, so I don't have to be embarrassed in this way. I feel like if New Jersey did have one, it would be like a caprese martini or something. <laughs> But like a like a bloody yeah. mary with mozzarella. I don't even know what the point is of all of these states like picking an official beverage if they're all going to pick milk. Yeah, I, I think I mean, like, what a Mitt Romney ass country do we? I live guess in? I understand for like the the like dairy ish like Wisconsin. I would get because it's like oh they're like the cheese people, like so it's like dairy whole milk. Like I would get that. Yeah, but like for the Wisconsin other ones, Wisconsin did pick milk. Yeah, but they that makes sense. It's like oh you guys like mm-hmm. make butter and cheese. Like, of course, you'd pick dairy, right? Because you're, like, dairy heads. Why didn't Nebraska pick Kool-Aid? Is Kool-Aid even a soft drink? I mean, I guess it is in the fact that, like, well, I mean, if you think... Like a soda? If you think of a soft drink as not sparkling, but as something that has, like, a lot of sugar and is artificially made, then I guess, yeah. I guess it is a soft drink. Kool-Aid? I mean, it is... To be fair, it is in, like, soda machines in a lot of places. Like, you'll have, like, Coke, Sprite, like, um fucking root beer or whatever dr pepper and like maybe like if not kool-aid they have high c like if they're all gonna pick milk they didn't need to pick a they didn't need to pick a beverage Mm -hmm. it's like a participation trophy Mm -hmm. like each state should have its own if they're gonna have an official beverage and if someone already claimed milk and you really wanted to have it then at least put your own twist on the milk so i have somewhat respect for rhode island and their weirdo coffee milk but just new york North Carolina, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, Tennessee, Vermont, Wisconsin, Virginia, like 
all milk. Yeah. See, Vermont Arkansas, also makes sense. Milk. They have a lot of cows, but like the like their their whole thing is like cows. So like those two, Wisconsin and Vermont, they make sense. But everything else, it's like come up with something more region specific. The Midwest has yeah, we so need many to abolish this like, region specific. It's, it's done. <laughs> it is done. This is exactly what Greg Grenjen was talking about in End of Myth. Okay, like we are we are an empire in drinkers, an empire of milk yeah. drinkers disgusting disgusting it started with the american revolution and it's it's gotten us to where we are now where the state of nebraska in 1998 proudly stood up and was like yeah our official beverage is kool-aid and milk i want to i want to reach out to my to my dc people for a second um and just complain about something very very particular and it's um right when january 6th happened um, this year, like the anniversary, right? Did you also get an influx of people from your high school, mainly like liberal white women, who absolutely were not anywhere near the Capitol building, which is is far away from a lot of places? And they all made Instagram posts, and they were like, "One year ago today, the insurrection happened in my backyard." I was at the I was at the Chevy Chase Mall and I just like oh my god like I was like worried about my grandma who's like all the way in Arlington and I was just worried she wasn't gonna be safe because maybe the mall would be next like <laughs> specifically not the mall like the National Mall but like the Chevy Chase. Did mall. you live in DC when the DC sniper uh, was? I like, um out? I I did not I came right after basically okay. that that happened. I have some friends that lived there during the time and apparently the schools were just like yeah walk in a zigzag. Yeah they were they they did. I had a lot of friends <laughs> who were like yeah they told us to like walk in a zigzag. They made us do like drills. Um, I feel like that's way more traumatizing. Oh far more than the, than the January sixth like, insurrection. Well, yeah, just like the, the national conglomeration of like guys that own pool companies, um, the above ground hot tub like girlies, the- like mm-hmm. the the uh, the the indoor the um, at home gym uh, contractors, you know uh, those guys. Yeah, the the absolute brain trust coming to the Capitol building, which is not really anywhere like it legally it can't really be anywhere near a like a residential building not in like a i'm saying like yeah there there are residential buildings nearby but nowhere near enough that like i feel like you were in any danger from once again the the pool company men so <laughs> it was just interesting yeah. to see all these posts like coming from like people i knew in high school who were like this happened here in my backyard it's just crazy like this shouldn't happen anywhere as if they were like right there like standing right there next to these people but people from new jersey can be like that sometimes about like 9 11 mm-hmm. where I, I, I guess okay i met some crazy right, i'm gonna i'm gonna walk that back in people's defense on 9 11 no one knew really what was gonna mm-hmm. happen like yeah it happened in new york and then it happened in dc and people were like oh maybe new jersey's next maybe they'll come for the pine barrens like (laughs) maybe they'll come for my favorite pizzeria the cultural institutions of the of the east coast um i do i did meet some people uh some i i uh my spouse at, at a certain point was working uh 
uh, due to desperation for some uh, crazy evangelical who was making a documentary about like uh, stunt doubles. Um, and he would like on 9-11 when they had a gig, um, he led them in like a in like a prayer circle um, and was like, we'd like to thank the like all the like firefighters and police officers here in Los Angeles. Like <laughs> and I was and like all Adam could do is just be like, none of you were there. <laughs> none of them were there. Like, I don't understand why we're thanking specifically, like very specifically, the Los Angeles firefighters and police force. Like, what exactly did they do? Did they get on a, oh, well, mm. <laughs> I was about to say, did they get on a plane? But I don't think they did. <laughs> <laughs> I misspoke. I apologize. You know, I'll, maybe. 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 We don't Just know. like... <laughs> The, the NYPD did get a lot of funding after 9-11. Maybe that was the inside job. We should... Um, we should start. <laughs> we should. We have other things to talk about. What we were going to do, and we didn't actually get to it, and this was just going to be the, the preamble, and we didn't even get to it, but we were going to say what our favorite city in the United States was. I was going to shock and surprise Kendall by saying it's... Philadelphia, <gasps> which no no one knew about. I, I'm still um, very lost on my favorite city. I, I can't really vouch for any city I have lived in. <laughs> Philadelphia is the greatest city in the United States. It's got Rocky. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's got Rocky 2. It's got the it's bell. It's got Rocky 3. You've got the big it's bell. It's got the bell. That, that part mm -hmm. I'm less excited about, but we've got like Ben Franklin and the bell and ben stuff. Franklin, the serial killer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Have you heard the song "Eye of the Tiger"? Of course, I have. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's Philadelphia, and like the song "Eye of the Tiger" is a really great example of like genuinely like American excellence, like taking uh, lemons, turning it into lemonade, because they wanted to use um, "We Are the Champions." for that movie mm -hmm. or is that what is that how that song goes is that what it's called yeah yeah we are the champions yeah the queen song God, yeah i should i should know that i'm a classic rock head whatever um but like they couldn't get the rights for it so they were like we're gonna write our own like knockoff of like that kind of music and that's how they came up with eye of the tiger which is such a good song yeah it's the straight man's answer to queen like mm -hmm. <laughs> which straightification what's the opposite of yassification yesification conversion conversion, conversion therapy, therapy. <laughs> it's the conversion therapy version of we are the champions oh, oh rocky is such a good movie because like that just came from sylvester stallone watching the muhammad ali fight mm -hmm. with the the white guy that Muhammad Ali fought, I forget his name, I don't care, and he lost, and he was like, damn, white guys are really the underdog. What if there was a white guy <laughs> from South Philly who was kind of out of shape and, like, wasn't that good at fighting? Much like you talk about Go White Boy Go music, uh, Rocky is, like, the ultimate Go White Boy Go movie. It's, you know, it's, it's, such, a, it's such a white boy mm -hmm. movie, but it's so good. Go White Boy Go. <laughs> Climb those stairs. I mean, I guess those things, are, those things are not, like, mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. It's a white boy movie, and it's good. Just like Billy Joel. Sometimes, Billy Joel's great. Sometimes the white snap. Yeah, Billy Joel's great. The um, 
entire Billy Joel discography is fantastic, but especially the albums where you can tell that he's like really on a lot of mm-hmm. coke. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what's the one song? Um, you may be right. Like that one's a good mm-hmm. one where he's just like cursing people out, and yeah. he's like, "You told me like that I shouldn't make a scene at the party." Well, fuck you. Like, I'm going to make a scene. Around the same Don't time. Don't tell me what to do. Around the same time, he's doing those concerts where he just, like, freaks out and, like, flips the piano and starts, like, using the microphone as a bat and just starts, like, swinging. Like, great. A great time. Like, love love that for him. Um, he's so excited to be there. <laughs> a white hot ball of rage. Um, I got into a moment where I was, like, obsessed with, um, oh, my God, what's the song? Uh, you ought to know by now um because Mm. I was like I even though I wasn't working at a grocery store I was working at a toy store in high school (laughs) which basically the same thing just one of them one of them has edible products and one of them has very decidedly not edible products um (laughs) and I I was like I can Anthony I do work at the I do work at the toy store saving his pennies for someday (laughs) I felt I felt kin I felt kin with Anthony. Um, <laughs> working hard can do, give you a heart attack, ack, ack, ack. Uh, I love, I, God, I love Billy Joel. I might listen to you some Billy You may be right. <laughs> I may be crazy. Mm-hmm. But I just might be the lunatic you're looking for. BPD Anthem. <laughs> I, I want to hear like a techno cover, like a, like a, like a hyper pop cover. I can make that happen. You should. I can make that happen. Yeah. I can nightcore Billy Joel. Yeah. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. Anyway, yeah. speaking of hyper-pop, <laughs> the internet, the internet exists. Yes, the internet exists. Um, it's great. <laughs> we have a lovely time. Um, you know, uh, I think we, we uh, you know, we, we started this podcast almost as like, um, a, a digital history internet podcast um and we've kind of branched out we do we do kind of our own thing it's why we called it big soy naturals um so we could kind of do our own thing but we we have a lot of internet knowledge we have a lot of we have a lot of internet history knowledge and we think that um with our you know uh school of hard knocks phds uh in tumblr and and deviant art <laughs> Pretty huge dicks. Pretty huge dicks. Our PhDs. <laughs> um, our NFTs. Our NFTs. Our non-fungible fucking titties. Um, <laughs> we um, have the the background uh, to do trend analysis on these. Um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get started. Um, you know, we were gonna do this a little earlier, and now that it's been a little later, some you know some new developments have happened. Um, so we're going to try to, I at least have some of these in my notes, uh, where I'm going to incorporate, uh, some of this. Um, but yeah, uh, let's get started. Cerise, would you like to, uh, talk about your first prediction? Well, I would love to do the honors. Okay. So my first little internet prediction that I think is going to happen is actually, I think that it's not that, that I think that TikTok is going to fall off like Mm -hmm. at all. But I think that, like, or I'm starting to develop this theory that, like, genuine celebrities who originate off TikTok will be, like, few and far in between, like, 
regardless of TikTok's popularity as an app. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been proven to be right where like none of the like big names that were like coming off TikTok in like 2020 are like people that have like a lot of staying power right now. Like I feel like you don't really hear about Miss D'Amelio or her sister. Um, even though one of them was trying to have a singing career and they have a reality show, mm-hmm. I feel like we almost never hear about Addison Ray. And the cast of characters in the Hype House, I think, have all changed from the first time that they were a Hype House, and I don't know who any of them are. So I think that like one of my predictions for the internet is just that we are not going to really see like TikTok influencers who make it off the app um, in a genuine way mm-hmm. with maybe like one or two like very notable exceptions. But I don't think it's going to be like um, a persistent trend the way that like Instagram influencers or YouTubers mm-hmm. were, where they like were able to like garner some success off the well, platform I think they were the, on. The big, the big thing, and I have this a, a lot of, I could talk about this for forever, obviously as, as someone with a, a mild TikTok following, <laughs> makes me want to throw up. Um, <laughs> uh like i i've gotten kind of an inside look um at like what's like kind of happening right now um big thing that happened in the past couple days uh like the past week uh and you know he's he's what what is what did we say in our hank green episode he's like he's taken over the platform um hank green did release a video um called so tiktok sucks and, you know, I'm very critical of him and I'll be critical of him uh, when it comes to this video that he made. But I will say um, he's at least knowledgeable about his YouTube history. Uh, like he he is like making a very specific and distinct distinction between these like two apps, especially when but particularly in this video, he's focusing on um, monetization. And I will link to it. Um, you'll probably just like I, I might even put a clip in in here, but. Um, it really depends on like whether it's like relevant. Um, basically, he talks about how like you know in the early days with YouTube, one of the big things that happened in like 2011, 2012 um, was like the ad apocalypse, right? Um, around this like time frame of like then to like 2014. Um, basically, the thing is with YouTube is that the ads run on videos, so when you get to a certain cap in followers or in subscribers rather. Um, you can monetize videos, right? That was like the big thing. Um, and then at a certain point, advertiser, uh, there was a lot of news about like um, mid-roll ads and like these ads running before videos, of, like videos that weren't really advertiser friendly. PewDiePie was like the main character of this um, as somebody who was like basically releasing a lot of like Gamergate uh, adjacent uh, alt-right like controversy um, saying the N-word in some of his videos um, and, you know, rolling ads on his videos became something that advertisers did not want. It was not reflecting well on their brand, specifically like the big ones. Like Disney was a big one. Uh, Viacom was a big one. They did not want these ads running on uh, videos that they considered not reflective of their brand. So they started pulling out. So in order to uh, sort of fix this, they came, they started doing like they were heavier on copyright strikes. They put um, a higher cap on um, like who could uh, who could like monetize their videos. 
Um, and they just started cracking down a lot heavier on like who gets advertisements and who doesn't, and what those advertisements are for. Like they started like refining their algorithm a lot more and a lot of people were losing money. Um, but in the end, they like it mostly evened out um, with a lot of pushback, but eventually it evened out to the point where, um, you know, like the monetization feature on YouTube has always been that um, because you get ads on videos, right? Um, those, like the, you get ads directly on your video before your video, they can like YouTube can track how much money you have directly made from those ads, like on that video, your video got this many views, this many ads ran on it. You get this percentage, we get this percentage. And usually the YouTuber gets a majority of that money actually. So like, you know, when YouTube says like, we made $30 billion for creators or some crazy number, it's usually like, if you look at the creator themselves and how much money they made, they made a pretty decent chunk of change, at least for a while. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff with copyright claims. There's still a lot of problems with YouTube, but in general, the monetization feature worked out for most people. With TikTok, the, the, they were able to avoid this sort of ad apocalypse, these like these advertisers pulling out by not really relying too heavily on ads like at all um the ads roll in between videos so no you know no creator can say like that they made money for this advertiser because they just run in between videos on an endless feed so you know hank tends to point that out and then he says like because there's no like you know one-to-one -one transferable like uh advertisement to money like system for these creators um what they came up with instead was with the creator fund where they basically set a pool of money. Um, they just set aside money in their budget that they were going to just uh, give to creators. But it's a it's an entire pool of money that everyone in the creator fund pulls from. And they have not been clear about um, what, how much money that is um, and like whether or not they are scaling uh, as more, more and more people join the creator fund. It seems like it isn't because people initially made so a lot it's of like money the NBA. Yeah, it is like the nba it's it's a lot like the nba <laughs> in a lot of ways would you consider yourself like like the lebron of tiktok no. <laughs> not at all um like lebron but i would consider like i would consider like myself the towel boy of tiktok <laughs> i would consider myself the towel boy I made. They call me the lay them. They them Larry Bird. Yeah, I have made like about a hundred dollars um, in like a year. Um, other people like, and you know, I'm still making like like uh, this month. I made like like forty. Um, because I that's not yeah, easy, not I feel like thirty thousand followers. You should be able to like leverage. Not that like. And the thing is, is that you should, but just like if if someone wanted to, like I feel like thirty thousand followers, you should be able to leverage right. well, into they a basically, little bit more money than a hundred. They basically have like you know they give you the creator fund as a way to say like look we're we're giving creators money and they can put in like news things yearly. We gave creators like a billion dollars this year, but that billion dollars is all being pooled from one place, right? And then over time, like you know, initially when people joined the creator fund, quite a few of them were seeing like eight hundred dollars. All of a sudden, in their in their account, and they were like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" And then all of a, like suddenly, they started making less and less, right? And the way that they've kind of tried to offset this like upset um, is by creating a new system, which is very much based off of the Twitch model, and it's gifts. And gifts 
um, are like these little emoticons that you can, some people are getting it, it. Once again, like I'll talk about TikTok's uncommunicativeness a little later, but some people are getting this feature in like just their TikTok videos, but most people get it in their lives. So when they do live streams, which I don't do um, because I just, I, I find it to be like weird for like my privacy. I just don't feel like safe doing uh, TikTok lives. I just don't want people to like see my life or my house. Um, <laughs> it's mine and I don't want people in it. Um, but gifts are basically things where a, you know, a user can basically purchase gifts with in-app purchases. So like, let's say like a heart or like a rainbow emoticon is worth like $5.99. And then that person pays $5.99 for that uh, rainbow emoticon. And then they give it to a creator. So the creator gets a little sum of that money and TikTok gets the majority of it. So TikTok is, doesn't Everything really make money like, off their ads. It's like the, the only fansification mm -hmm. of, yeah, I mean it, of all the other yeah, social they, media. Using, but you can't, you can't show ass on they're TikTok. They're using a Twitch model and it's very similar because Twitch you know, ha has ads, they still run ads as a rev as an, a passive revenue stream, but gifts are like the big revenue stream, right? And that's the same with TikTok. Gifts are like the new big revenue stream for them because they don't really need to give a shit about ads. They don't really care if their advertisers pull out or in because in the end, what they're making money off of is in-app purchases from their users. What they want more than anything for this, for this platform is for you to stay addicted to it and stay on it. That's why whenever people are um, promoting their content outside of the app because they want their own passive revenue streams. They want their own different revenue streams besides this, because as an influencer, that's what you need. Um, they are like, those videos are being like suppressed. They don't get as much traction as they would, as they should for the amount of like followers that someone has. And it's, you know, we're seeing a lot of people talking right now on the platform about like very specifically racial inequity in, in, in like getting offers for influencing. They'll be like, my white friend gets like, the, like got a, a, the same offer from a company that week that I got and they got like 10 times more than I did uh, offered to them like from the outset, from the first initial uh, conversation. And I get told that I'm only gonna be paid like a hundred dollars and then I get passed over by every other company and I have more followers than they do. And it's like, if I took TikTok, right, a modicum more seriously, I post every day, I don't take frequent breaks, I like, uh, I do lives, um, I'd be making way more money, right? Um, I'd probably be getting like uh, advertisers lined up to talk to me. Um, but it's not the same for some of my, of my mutuals who have 100k more followers than I do. And that's like a big thing that's like being discussed on the app right now. The problem is... Uh, is that the app is far more uncommunicative than YouTube, YouTube ever was. You know, YouTube has, um, like, YouTube has support emails. You have discussions back and forth with people who work at YouTube. Um, Susan Wojcicki is a harpy, and I hate her, but <laughs> she is the CEO of YouTube, and she is a public face. She spends a lot of time, you know, like, responding. She's In the early days, she spent a lot of time responding on Twitter. She does a lot of, like, public... Uh, speaking events, talking about like certain events that are happening on YouTube. She does a lot of like the we hear you, we see you thing. TikTok is like, fuck you and die. They like don't care. They will not talk to you. Recently, there have been reports um, from a lot of people um, who have uh, talked to both me and a couple of people who work in the Online Creators Association um, that uh, when people have tried to email, because a big thing right now is like quite a few creators are uh, 
are being like they're getting banned for like no reason, like permaband, and they don't know why. Um, so when you email of like, hey, this person was banned for spam, even though like and fraud, like like pretending to be someone else, even though it is them, and they told me about it, like they tried to email the TikTok support email that was always up, and suddenly they're getting an auto email back saying this email doesn't exist anymore. So they're basically trying to flood, like basically flush out like a, a way of communication outside of the app. And it is impossible to talk to TikTok staff inside the app. It is so, so hard. There is no way. Um, so, so it's like, I think the app is trying to shut down all avenues of communication. So basically the summary of all of what I, this entire crazy rambling of what I have said, pay pigs and prayer warriors is, um, I think we're at a certain vortex and a certain like matrix when it comes to uh, like being able to, we're at like a pretty big momentum when it comes to workers' rights, right? That's a, we're at a pretty big point in history with that. Um, digital creators need to be included in that. We need to start thinking about how that, uh, how, how that's like framed and how we work on the framework of that. I think we start working on it by like uh, really listening to people who, um, organize with uh, independent contractors, because that's what an influencer is. You are an independent contractor. When you are on this website, making content for free um, and occasionally for money, uh, you are an independent contractor. They don't give you any benefits. They don't give you any rights. Um, you're, you're a lot like a DoorDash driver, um, regardless of how much money you make. Like in the end, like your, your job is just as like inviable and insecure. Uh, but the thing is, is that they are recognizing that um, and they are trying to shut down all avenues of communication for that. So they're getting smarter <laughs> and they're getting trickier. Um, so yeah. it's it's a very difficult road ahead, I think, for... I mean, like, it doesn't matter whether or not, like, you feel like what you're doing on TikTok or any other, like, social media platform, but especially TikTok um, is, like, for fun or not because you're still producing like value mm -hmm. for the platform. You're creating something that um, keeps people in the app, which is what TikTok wants for right. its users. You're, or you're creating something that makes people want to return to the app like day after mm -hmm. day. And whether or not you're doing that for fun or if it's like part of a project that you do want to be paid for, like, you're providing value either yeah. way and i think that people need to take their like personal feelings about what they're creating like out of the equation and think a little bit more about just like what is this platform like getting for mm -hmm. me being on here exactly um and then like how do i use that to support like people who are trying to organize for better pay for themselves because it benefits you regardless yeah, i mean like the lust of this platform is uh, that like you can post something like not thinking it will reach anyone. And then tomorrow you could like, someone could be like thousands of people could be lip syncing to your voice, doing the thing that you came up with, whether it's a silly dance or just like people moving around. And then suddenly that snowballs into suddenly you're seeing ads of people imitating you and imitating what you did like over and over again, people doing that for money. Like, if you see duo, the fucking Duolingo owl 
doing like a like a dance trend or lip syncing to your own voice don't you want like a cut of that pie like they're taking what you made and like using it for money and like that seems unfair doesn't it like and if that like the 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 lord of this app is the idea of like come in come in we will like anyone can get this like can get famous and get this chance um but the chance for what because like in the end if you if you get a big trend you get a lot of clout but like where does that lead yeah, to like materially like you were just saying like it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere like you have to work who are 10... famous on tiktok you have a really hard mm-hmm. time like building careers for themselves off the app uh, on like a little bit related to that do you feel like producers and like label executives are like foaming at the mouth oh. in the studio going like no the beat drop has got to be a little bit more dramatic mm-hmm. how else are the tiktok kids like gonna make clear the difference between you know when like they're lip syncing but like like disheveled like no makeup mm-hmm. on and then like the beat drops big transition they're in their they're in their sheen hall uh with, they've got their with a full face they've on, got their james like, charles eyeshadow on yeah they're saying it's like, not james but on, like it is come on in the studio like let's let's make that beat drop yeah. a little bit harder yeah. so that the kids can do their before and using their $21 Morphe brush and they're like lip syncing to this very relatable. There has to be one relatable lyric, right? There has to be one snippet. I'm not very good at makeup. I'm not very good. I'm not very good at makeup, but like, I don't have any of that Mm -hmm. shit. And I feel like my face looks totally fine. I think all in all, my makeup collection costs James Charles of the world. I think all in all my makeup collection in total costs like a hundred dollars, but that's also like, I'm not wearing a lot of makeup. And half I of it is expired. You need like two brushes. You need like two, you need brushes. two brushes. You definitely don't need like twenty five. I think part of it is just like my issue is just like I have to clean them. Like if I put it in like you do have to clean them, and people don't know. And about I hate that. it. <laughs> I hate doing and it. And that's why they've got that's why they've got acne. Mm-hmm. They all have acne, cystic acne. Not me. Not me. <laughs> Not me though. Um, <laughs> yeah, but take. I have I have another I got another little prediction. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? lonely girl 15 yes okay. intensely <laughs> so i was a big um, lonely girl fan <laughs> not a secret um that like tiktok um and like brands on tiktok are hiring people to tell real or relatable stories as people that's like secretly branded content mm-hmm. they're all um, actors <laughs> That's not a secret. Like, there's already articles out about that. And if you, like, are looking for jobs um, in, like, advertising or something, you're probably going to see, like, a job listing for, like, not just, like, a marketer or, like, a social media, like, person, but but someone who's, like, actually, like, creating authentic content, um, not officially, like, as a brand ambassador or anything. But what I think is about to happen is people are going to become very aware of this and like very soon. Um, and people are going to start trying to like spot manufactured TikTok stories. There's probably going to be like one or two that like goes viral in a big way. And then people are going to learn after the fact that it was manufactured. And then everyone <laughs> is going to get accused of being like a lonely girl, 15, like knockoff. And it's going to be, 
It's going to be like a whole thing. It's going to be I annoying. think what they're going to do uh, instead of like um, calling it like lonely. I don't think they know what lonely girl 15 is. I think no. they'll either call them one an industry plant. Um, they'll just use the same language that they use for music videos or two. They'll start all this discourse about how like ARGs and like, um, like uh, what's the word? Like auto-generative, like fiction online um is like somehow inherently manipulative which i also disagree with like i don't necessarily think like it is when it's like a brand but i think like as an inherent like concept like i will say like a lot of people were very upset when lonely girl 15 uh was outed as like not a real person but i think in the end like i don't know i find that like uh like, first of all, like, it was starting to get to the point where it's like, why would you believe that she's in, like, a cult and, like, recording all of this and, like, it's fine that she's doing that. Like, she's, it's fine that she's vlogging about, like, her parent. hey guys, so, like, I just found out today, like, my parents are in a blood cult. Like, how would you be like, yeah, this is, like, real and I'm, I'm upset that they deceived me. Um... <laughs> People, people are gullible. People, are gullible. people got very upset at the hills for the same mm-hmm. reason, and like, I feel like the the there's like the obvious like conceit of reality TV that since like cameras are following people around all mm-hmm. the time, like obviously parts of it are going to be manufactured, and people were still very very upset, and they found out. Yeah, that, like, I feel like people on the hills they like reshot like things to uh-huh. like get the lighting mm-hmm. better or whatever and i feel like people now are like well if you have a camera in your hand it must be authentic somehow because everyone has a camera in their hand susan sontag has a great it's <laughs> <laughs> a great essay about this and uh, this is what you come yeah, to this podcast just, for everybody <laughs> i know i'm sorry i'm sorry no, I'm it, is. it is though, they love it. with telling people about how i read they but, love it there's this idea that just because something is like captured on camera, it's like more authentic than something that is like uh, captured in a different way, like in the written word or like illustrated or something. Um, and the idea that like something is more real just because it is like in the form of a photograph or a video is really funny when you think about like what a photograph is, mm-hmm. where it's like a captured still moment of something that someone like chose to portray uh, at the expense of like portraying other things in that moment like they chose to focus on like one element or the whole the whole thing and like why did they do that like there's so many choices that go behind like what makes a photo or a video look the way it does Um, and the idea that it is like more truthful than anything else is I think when you examine it, like, not correct, but I also understand why people feel that way. And I think that there's been this, like, very emotional backlash when someone realizes that, like, the story that they got attached to, which was in the form of something that they believe to be truthful, like a vlog, Mm -hmm. um, was not truthful. And I think that the, the line is going to be, like, I don't know. It's 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 gonna be something that people will be like confused about, also, mm-hmm. because there will also be moments where like someone is telling a truthful story, not as part of branded content. A brand latches onto their story as it's starting to like generate interest, mm-hmm. and then they produce like follow up stories 
that are like part of this like brand's narrative and that's been happening. that is also a part of their own like truthful yeah, exactly. narrative. And it's as people start to pick up on that happening, I think it's going to become like very volatile. Um and like I you see am interested to see like how you that see plays this out. happening with like the most recent example is this West Elm Caleb shit. You see quite like the like one of them is like uh first of all Isn't it funny how people just stop talking yeah, immediately. About it? It was it was everywhere, and then, and then like, it was no day later it was gone. Uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about it for a Patreon bonus episode more in depth because oh, I, I don't, don't want to talk about that man. I'm good. But like I don't want to talk about like those one, women either. But, but that the, one woman who is like girl, a social media, yeah. like she's a social media. She, she works in social media, and then she had that video where she's like, "Guys, these people, like this brand, sent me this stuff, and they sent a little letter that said like, sorry that you got like ghosted.' Yeah, probably." completely a truthful mm-hmm. story and then a brand was like this is a good moment for us we're going to attach ourselves and they do that to in the it. comments all the time and, and the weird thing is, yeah. is i think there's going to be a cognitive dissonance right because i think they will be like well with with like the the like narrative uh faking i think they'll be like well that's manipulative and that's gaslighting but, <laughs> but they, there's this cognitive dissonance right because at the same time it's like when fu- when a fucking brand like ryan air or like goddamn fucking Glossier comes into their comments. These people eat this shit up. They are so excited to sniff at the ass of these fucking people. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to blame you if you're listening, if you are one of these people, because I understand in a moment, like in a cultural moment like this one, where everyone is desperate, like the, they, they can give you free shit or they can give you money. Most of the time it's just free shit. So like, don't fall for that. But um, when you suck up to, like, they suck up to them in the comments and they never just tell them, like, fuck off. I just remember there was a, there was a time on the internet where if a brand commented on your shit, you told them to fuck off. Because they just weren't, like, pay me money. Like, give me $1,000. Like, if you're going to interact with me, give me money or I'm going to block you. That was, like... So when a- we bring back gatekeeping, yes. we'll also bring back the idea of selling mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you, we need to learn what a sellout is because that'll be that's fun. The thing I mean, is that, like, we're Gen X, yeah. in, So well, it's gotta. The happen. thing is, is that like the problem is that's what I mean by like the cognitive dissonance, right? Is that they'll be like, "This was manipulative. This is gaslighting." Like these like ma- made up story times that you're telling, but at the same time, it's like if if a brand paid you to tell like made up stories on your TikTok page, would you? Seems like you would the way that you like brown nose to these to like Duolingo just seems like you would like that's the thing is that like what's the where's the line right between like participating with a brand and not and where's like when does like the the desperation of needing money come in like these there's it's a lot of complicated issues but in the but mainly like the issue is like everyone is a sellout now. You know, there really is like a, a there's no yeah. difference between well, a sellout I think and a non-sellout. That that's why people who are like legit and telling like legitimate stories are also going to get accused of being scripted, mm-hmm. and it's it's going to be much a like whole, the industry plant thing, like that we talked about last time. Cycle of of shit, mm-hmm. and it's I think I'm I'm interested to see how this will play out because I do think it's going to happen, but I can't tell if it's going to then become a thing where it's like, yeah, it's okay to tell truthful stories like partnered with a brand and make it part of branded content like this is just a a normal part of what it's like for anyone to make content online 
or if there's going to be like an ethical line drawn in the sand being like it is absolutely not okay for like like someone to be like a vlogger and like do a story time and not disclose that this is like part of them pushing a product Mm -hmm. for a certain corporation yeah i i feel like there's going to be a line but i feel like the first time it's drawn and it usually is with like most of the things that happen on these like social media platforms now uh, it's usually only drawn when the content uh is bad or the person is considered ugly (laughs) it seems like most of the time it's because like the like the industry plant thing with like that one fucking pretend riot girl band like uh like last year um that was like all over tiktok for a while their music sucked and that was the first thing people noticed and then they went a little deeper where they're like these people look a little too old to be like a young girl band like they say and then they looked into them deeper and it turns out that they were all producers like you're right but the first thing you noticed is that the content is bad and doesn't seem genuine to you but i don't think a lot of these people realize that like there it's not like you can it's a you are not immune to propaganda thing right where it's just like if it seems genuine like they but we but are. we are but we are we're sexy <laughs> and we're we're completely immune it's, it's totally different when it's us it's just like you know i think a lot of these people don't realize that like these companies are tricking you like and they've you know they've learned they've they've learned over time how to like make it seem genuine and make it seem uh like a real moment um and you keep thinking like i'm gonna i can spot any ad anywhere um and i just think there are some times where you can't um and that's going to be a big i think point of contention david foster wallace has a really great essay about this (laughs) um about (laughs) they come here for this advertising (laughs) they come here for this i'm serious they love it (laughs) he's got a really great essay about advertising and about how people um who are like really intelligent or who like are aware of all of the little trickeries involved in like what makes a commercial are like no less likely to be like not like swayed or not swayed by what that commercial is selling and like you can know all the little pieces of like what it's like trying to do and that doesn't have an impact on like whether or not it works and in fact, like commercials kind of like it. They do. When you know that it's a commercial, because then it creates a, like a false relationship between yourself and the brand of like, we're having an honest moment mm-hmm. here. Like, we know that you know that we're trying to sell the you way something that and so, we're not hiding that. So from many you. of these like big Twitter like uh, brands now are like, keep referring to the intern, you know, the, this like mythological creature that exists within her company um, of like the nebulous, like social media employee. Um, Right. It's like, we know, you know that we know that this is an ad. And so we're laughing with you and you're laughing with us. And now you don't have to feel guilty about like retweeting the Taco Bell. Like we, we recognize the assignment like tweet. The way they won't even say we, they'll say I. Because it'll be one person and they'll, they'll, or even two people, but they'll all say, I, they'll be like, I just woke up to this or 
I can't believe you yeah, did like, this. Yeah, like, isn't a, like, what fucking, <laughs> like, multi-million, sometimes multi-billion dollar brand. Only as one is, person. Like, your Twitter account is being run by an intern mm-hmm. in 2022. <laughs> so many millennials are like, oh, the intern. Like, they, like, babe, they, like, oobify this fucking... They woobify this fucking person who's like clearly being paid to do no, it. It's not even a person. Yeah. It's it's a team of people. That's what it's I mean. Like the, all the mythological creature. They're all in their 30s. The, They're all in their The 30s. mythological creature, like, the cryptid that is the the social the media intern. Or a social media intern, <laughs> like was maybe like two thousand nine. Yeah. Like that's when they were first like, Can you on. get us followers? Now they're like, we expect like this much on this date at this time they like have the they're like it's all about the numbers it's only like people that you that are hiring you freelance that are like but why can you just like make it go viral <laughs> like big companies know that it requires a department that's why they hire a department i don't want to smoke i just want to smoke i don't want to smoke i just want to smoke All right. And I think we'll move on to the internet and politics. Um, Yeah, I know. I know. Politics. You know, I'm just not a politics person. I just don't, I just don't like to get involved. I don't read the newspaper or. I don't read the newspaper and I don't really know what's going Mm -hmm. on. Um, I know that Joseph's our president. Mm -hmm. I know he, he got another dog. Thank God, because now um, I don't have to think about the president ever again. Am I right? <laughs> if if Hillary was our president, we'd be at brunch. We'd be at brunch right now. With Joe as our right president, now. I think we're we're decidedly at lunch. <laughs> I don't think we're at brunch. That's a man who's out He's to out lunch. to lunch. He's not out to brunch. He's out to lunch for sure. He's, he thinks brunch is You gay. know, his dog has the same name that FDR's dog has. Wow. Do you think he did that on he purpose? He absolutely did that on purpose. He had a team of I people like that he's working like, on the dog I'm name. An FDR, I'm an FDR Democrat, but like not the like social welfare programs part, but the World War part for sure, the and the internment camps part yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> not like the jobs program or like the funding of or the even arts. the political part. Yeah. Like none of that. <laughs> yeah, just just the war and the uh, the internment camps. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say it. I am gonna say it. Um, you know. FDR unfortunately was not on like uh, seventy milligrams of Vyvanse every day. Um, so, do you think that that man's gotten Botox with uh, Joe? Like a lot of Did Botox, Joe? yeah. Because his face looks a lot smoother than it did like a I couple think, years I think ago. He... But I didn't know that Botox was that advanced. I I don't know. I wonder. If, also. Like, yeah, I think it might be also just like, like a fat transfer, yeah, or like, a, like a little neck lift, a little facelift. I think there was there. It might have been a little more involved than just the Botox. Yeah, because if he had just Botox, he'd look like a real housewife, mm-hmm. and he looks like a he guy. Looks like a man, but he just looks very different <laughs> than he did a couple years ago. I think that we need we need to get like one of those people that spend a lot of time like analyzing the Kardashians' face and like telling you like all the different procedures that they got. And honestly, it's like not even necessary because, of course. They got plastic surgery. I don't need the itemized breakdown of what they got, but I do need to know, like, where did Joe get 
the fat transfer from like did they take it from his ass is his ass a little bit smaller than it used to be did they put his ass in his face who did nancy pelosi's naturals i need to know today send us an email (laughs) if you know Mm -hmm. and pigspodcast at gmail.com um okay so it's like uh so there was a lot of talk uh, last month, um, you know, a lot of uh, just flim flam, a lot of uh, just needless, uh, you know, vapid talk about like January 6th and how it was like a day to end all days and it was so terrible. Um, you know, I'm not like trying to downplay, you know, an insurrection, but we have to admit it was a very funny insurrection. Um, you know, like, uh, I think that the thing is, is that like coinciding with like, uh, this like anniversary of, um, January 6th, I think moving forward, we've already seen a lot of, um, security measures like, uh, being taken to extreme because of like in reaction to that with just the physical buildings, uh, with the Capitol, with, um, the uh with with the white house and everything um they're like you know they're building walls they're doing things um we've we saw a lot of um like a very public effort i guess um to find people who were at the insurrection a lot of uh talk of like reporting uh your like family members if they were there etc etc um these are things that like i I I have very complicated feelings on, um, but the main thing is that I think, you know, those were small steps, and I think the bigger steps that are going to start to be taken, um, because you know a lot of these um, people who um, have these alt right beliefs, who were at the insurrection or support the insurrection, um, are online in like, you know, now they're they've been moving for like. Uh, because of the concentrated effort on a lot of like uh, big social media uh, platforms, part like Twitter and Facebook, um, they've been doing these like crackdowns of different accounts. Uh, they've been uh, banning people um, and other other. It's interesting. Other conservatives are starting to um, say that they were banned, and they weren't um, as like a form of like clout to be like, yeah, I was like censored and blah blah blah, um, and. Oh, it's like when people like when like like online leftists like brag about getting arrested. <laughs> and they like show everyone their mugshot and they're like, yeah. Sometimes virtue theory is correct, <laughs> but really only for like people that are like super, super online. I can't I can't know? wait till we're huge and people start taking our clips out of context. Um I can't wait to just hear you go sometimes. They could they could leave them in context and there would still be problems. <laughs> But people need to learn that, like, you shouldn't listen to the content of my mm-hmm. words and instead listen to, like, the vibe. It's the vibe. It's the vibe. It's the vibe. Listen to the essence of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And the essence is always, like, pay attention to the immortal science of, like, Marxism, Leninism, you know. And, like, the, the content of what I'm saying might be, like we should all go into a K-hole and vote for Jill Stein in 2024. I don't know, Sarice, but, like, this is different Sometimes things, you sound you know? aphobic like, and suspiciously turfy. Has anyone said 
<laughs> no, no, I was, I was, uh, I was quoting the the weird, the like uh, Tumblr copy pasta where that person's like, this is oh, aphobic. I was, you know, like aphobic, I'll take, but I don't want to be. I'll, I'll walk I, back whenever it is when they said that. I love when they said this is aphobic and suspiciously turfy. <laughs> Yeah, wait, is there, like, a non-suspiciously turfy? Also, are you aware of the term nerf with a silent M and blurf and Are those the ones, uh, are those the ones about polyamory, or am I... Clerf. <laughs> so, nerf is non-monogamous, exclusionary radical oh, feminist. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, perf is polyamorous, exclusionary, radical feminist. Uh, Blurf <laughs> is bisexual, oh, lesbian, <laughs> exclusionary, radical feminist. And then Plurf <laughs> is transsexual, oh, lesbian, oh radical feminist. I feel like someone who could rap, maybe you, yeah. Kendall, could could come up with something that's like, she's, she's blurfing on my... On my nerves. We'll get we'll get, we'll get Stephen on that. Um, <laughs> She's blurring on my nerves. If you don't nerves. know, Steve, Stephen and is the singer of our of our theme song. Um, is, is the is the is the visionary like artist. <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to smoke. We'll we'll put him on the blur uh, snurf turf song. <laughs> uh, we also are gonna make Stephen rap in the VIP with neurodivergent strippers. Yeah, we we point. love making Stephen do things um, that will absolutely get him canceled in the future. Um, Anyway, but but, no, it's okay. yeah, but I think it. there's going to be um, because you know I think every couple of years, especially with like every modern presidency, um, we've had like a move towards like some legislation, um, like and some lobbyists like moving towards like uh, like that are like some legislation that's specifically about data and um, about like getting private uh, individual citizens' data, like who gets ownership of that um and like who is allowed to kind of be on the internet we have that with like fosta sesta and with the um net neutrality we have like fosta sesta we have net neutrality um uh we with with trump we had the banning of tiktok was like a was like a big threat um and the mark zuckerberg hearings um you know that net neutrality and the black and black and blue white and gold dress moment happened on the same day wow Really? Wow. What do you think about that? I think that, well, I always thought that the blue and gold, black and blue dress thing was an op. Um, <laughs> and now I'm even more convinced. Um, to me, at first, when I when I thought that it was just a vibe, but now I have proof. Um, so all of my, all of my feelings are validated. Thank you for that. Um, it's similar with the Yanny Laurel thing. It feels like every couple of years we get some fucking trend that's just like about, like, quite literally like an it's optical like illusion no one, or like yeah it's like no one took like an art 101 class in college where they're like what if my red is your green <laughs> um <laughs> death of the author like whenever people have to like encounter the idea that like other people might experience like a different version of reality than the one that they have it's like they're like ah they, what? they all no there is only one true reality and they get like their mind blown and they're like wow it's like i live in the matrix what if we're all in a simulation and it just like literally makes me want to throw myself off a cliff um it's like like literally imagine if like you know one of those optical illusions that's just like is it like a woman or is it like a turtle 
um, it's like if everybody just got in a debate about whether it was like an, uh, a woman or a turtle or like a rabbit or a fox, like one of those fucking optical illusions that's like from 1935. Like, it's just like one of those. It drives me insane. Uh, but, but yeah, I think there's going to be some big moves towards legislation um, coinciding with uh, like Mark Zuckerberg's big push towards the metaverse. Um, you know, Bitcoin and NFTs are a big part of that, but also, you know, like it's, it's pretty obvious that a big part of that, um, is like a direct effect. Like the metaverse is a direct effect from, um, his hearings that he had about, uh, Facebook, it's, uh, it's role in, um, the propaganda that was spread during the Trump era and the Trump, the election, uh, in 2016, um, and I think that, you know, he's trying to find new ways to kind of make his little escape plan, you know, uh, new, new revenue streams and new, uh, new, new projects, uh, that he can, uh, turn into, uh, uh, profit and cut through a lot of red tape that would be there, uh, with the government. Um, so I think coinciding with all of those things, we're going to see a lot more of a push towards, uh, making uh these big like legislation uh pushes i think the the thing is is that i don't think that these whether or not these pushes will be like performative um either due to like a, like we need to make some kind of digital response to uh january 6 because like of all these people on stormfront or whatever we need to tell the american people that we're doing something even if we're not or whether it's like a legitimate concern that they have um I think in the end, who it's going to harm the most is uh, individual citizens. Um, you know, I'm not saying this to be like, uh, you know, I'm not saying this to be libertarian of like, they're coming for your private property, uh, but more so that like, uh, similar to how FOSTA-SESTA, um, during FOSTA-SESTA, sex workers said like, this will, this affected us uh, first, but it will affect you later. Um it's it's the same with I think the next big push towards um, like legislation of data um, of your private data and how that is like um, used and sold and bought. So uh, and like you know we're being conditioned all the time to give away to voluntarily give away our data constantly, not just in like terms and conditions uh, or like um, in like like in. Uh, like little ways through like tracking and like uh sharing our location but also just in like emotional ways right like online we're being told to be more and more authentic and share more of ourselves and more of other people every day and we're being trained to surveil each other constantly um like every single time i see a video online of like this person being like what are these two people doing oh my god they're so crazy um all i can think about is like don't you like have friends couldn't you have sent that to like a group chat? But most people now are being trained to share like a moment where they saw someone like what they believe violating like a social or even like legal rule and being told to like, just share it online and just like uh, post that to like an audience of millions and throw people to like a horde of wolves. Um, and I just, and then like those people go and find uh, these people's addresses and everything. I think that, kind of leads into the next point we have, which is uh, that cancellation is over. Uh, it's not real and it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, can't, being canceled 
is cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually great news for mm-hmm. us since apparently I'm suspiciously aphobic. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll come out right now as it's not a, a um, it's not subtext, it's text. <laughs> Uh, I am, I am aphobic. And then if there's a word for someone who wants to oppress TERFs, that's also me. I just feel like those girls need to get on Christian Mm -hmm. label. Because that's like, that's like where they are, like, mentally. Yeah, I mean, that's where their discourse is at. They might as well say modest is hottest, you know? They're like, it's so weird how there's so many places in our ideology where we're like aligned with like conservatism but it's a total coincidence it's totally different it's different and it's like hmm is it (laughs) is it is it um Uh, but yeah yeah being canceled is canceled i think that it really comes from like hashtag me too which uh, everyone knows me and Kendall hate Mm -hmm. but as like an online movement especially it's like fully fully lost its teeth Mm -hmm. and I think like culturally it lost its teeth and its credibility after the Tara Reid stuff which if you're not aware of or don't remember like um a woman like accused Joseph Biden of sexual assault um a little bit before the presidential election and the president of Time's Up was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything with that. Um, and I think it was just like some blogger that had to break the story. And then like the only people who were interested in covering it were, of course, like fucking Fox News. Like mm-hmm. no one else wanted to touch it. And I think that that really speaks to like how much interest um, certain powerful institutions have in like actually taking down um perpetrators of sexual assault um predators and like abusers and i think that as people realize that in like a variety of different ways because it's also been true for like both like high-ranking celebrities and then like low-level like d-list youtubers Mm -hmm. that like people get like these pretty credible accusations made of them and then like it doesn't really go anywhere or their fan base is like dedicated enough to protect them and like advertisers don't care about it unless it's going to affect like their own bottom line and so i feel like if you can't be expelled from like the public sphere for something as bad as like seriously credible like sexual assault allegations like what else can you be canceled Mm -hmm. over like there isn't really anything and so I do think that we're going to continue to see these like little mini outrage cycles where like something comes out about a person um and then like fandoms like kind of just like use it as a way to like war with each Mm -hmm. other rather than like trying to hold different public figures accountable or like take down people but I think that the idea of someone like genuinely being removed from like public life like especially online is it's just like not really gonna happen yeah. it happened with like the, the fucking Cuomo it did but, but... 
he was they, i mean they, they're italian but also like they were on their way mm-hmm. out um because there were other things that were coming out about um mr andrew cuomo besides his like sexual assault allegations Mm -hmm. and the sexual harassment allegations. And those were like hovering around for years before anyone decided to care about it. And then he like was a political liability. Anyway, I'm just saying like, I don't think people are going to be canceled like solely over like credible, like allegations anymore. And when people are removed from public life, it's going to have a lot more to do with like, are they actually like viable as a figure Mm -hmm. Um, like, are they losing popularity or not? And then, like, maybe they'll be taken down and things will be brought up. But, like, it's not going to be something that you can yeah, use I mean, to, like, remove someone from, like, the public the sphere. The typical cycle, as it stands right now, is that... Um, and and th- this goes with just, like, even just less serious allegations of just, like, oh, my God, they uh, talked about theory wrong or whatever. Um like it'll usually start with like the, like uh, an accusation um the accusation spreads the person usually um either like uh apologizes or doubles down and says like uh like this is cancel culture like you like you're just like punish- punishing me for something like that is a small detail or blah 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 or like you guys keep punishing me for like the same thing and like you won't let me forget and da 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 um, or their fans will just do that anyway, even if they apologize. Um, and then, you know, at, they'll like take a break maybe for like a week. Um, sometimes even like a couple months to a year. And then they just kind of come back and they like, you know, reignite their career, um, and just kind of reform it and spin it. And that's, you know, that's already been happening in the past like couple years with, um, several like of the biggest like people, uh, who were named in Me Too, like, Louis C.K. just, like, came back. Uh, I have many credible sources um, that say that um, uh, quite a few of the uh, directors and producers that were named uh, during Me Too are just working still, but just not putting their name on it because they were successful enough then to be able to uh, negotiate, to be able to just pay and not put their name on the like the piece of media that they were uh, funding or that they were directing. Like it's very easy for these people to, who are already in the ruling class to get away with it. And when it's something as like nebulous as social capital in terms of like an influencer, um, it's kind of easy to just kind of like go dark for X amount of time until people forget who you are and then come back and you have, you still have like, you either still have like, enough people left to make a fan base or you've gained an entirely new fan base of people who think that the violation that you made was either not a big deal or it is like now you're on their side um politically uh so i just like i've never found cancel culture to be like a real thing outside of like um i think the couple times where like people have gotten like legitimately fired from their jobs um and usually it's just because like that person um like uh was someone who frankly like uh wasn't in a powerful enough position to like levy for um their job to be kept um or for them to get like new jobs in the same industry 
but even still they get they get rehired somewhere else you know to a certain extent it's just like uh cancel culture doesn't really uh solve the issue of um that person not being able to violate the same community over and over again um or just different communities so uh it was never real but it's definitely even less real now (laughs) to me yeah i yeah i guess like it's important to say that i i don't think that me too ever really worked Mm -hmm. as like a movement because i feel like people think about harvey weinstein who absolutely was brought down i can't see that man like ever like producing a film (laughs) ever again but people forget that the last movie that that man worked on like before um you know, all of the allegations started coming out was like a direct-to-TV, like, not even sequel, but like trequel of Amityville starring Bella Thorne. So, like, that's where he was in his career, which I think means that he was already a little bit powerless. Like, he was already, like, on his way mm-hmm. out. Um, and that was the moment where, understandably, like, people felt comfortable um being able to speak out against him but it was at a point where like how much more time did he have left really to like do harm to more people Mm -hmm. probably not that much like um and so like the the speaking out against him was like good for people sharing their experiences like people getting to like air out what happened to them but not good for um, like preventing that harm from happening to other yeah. people, which would be okay if then like it it did set the ball rolling of like other people sharing their own experiences about other people, like other prominent people in Hollywood. But what happened to any of them? Like they're all still yeah, working. Yeah, I mean they are. So it only took out like the people who were on their way out already, but didn't have the effect of like um holding other people accountable so i don't know that's that's my take on me too i feel like one day one day we just need to like get on our like our little soapbox about it because every time we get started we're like this is bad well Um, (laughs) we're using the same social model that we use for celebrities and people in like uh really powerful positions for the average citizen and the average worse when people try to apply the hollywood method to like their college campus i mean it's why um, you get where like they're a small town or something i mean it's why you like, get people it, it really doesn't it's work. why you get people like dumbasses like even like a couple years ago who i knew in high school asking me like why i didn't go to like the news about like my uh my sexual assault <laughs> it's like he, he was just a guy he wasn't like anyone who would like like, the news cycle doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, and even if you, I don't know, like, you probably couldn't go to the news because they wouldn't care. But even if you wrote, like, a Facebook mm-hmm. post or something, like, what would happen would be, like, your friends would unfriend him, um, which is maybe something that you could get them to do by talking to them privately. Which I did. Um, <laughs> like, and so if that was the impact that you wanted to have, like, a public call-out post doesn't do mm-hmm. it. But it doesn't maybe, like tell other people who know that person that aren't in community with you like 
what they've done and it doesn't like give them the ability to like hold him accountable or like stop him from doing it again um it's like which is what we should ultimately want for like victims of sexual assault is like the knowledge that the person that like caused harm to them like is being held accountable and is like not going to like do that to anyone Mm -hmm. else and like me too just doesn't give us the structure to make that happen it like only lets us maybe make a guy like maybe he feels bad for a minute yeah my issue with like depending on if he sees your post or not and he might just like yell yeah he might just like yell at you and just scream at you and like get all of his friends to start like like it maybe actually just puts the person who makes the post like in danger but like doesn't like hold the uh person that like did the harm accountable yeah. at all i don't know we <laughs> are getting so far off topic but <laughs> anytime we start talking about me too it's like this was bad this bad we'll, we'll make we'll make an episode <laughs> let's let's do it in like april we gotta do it eventually <laughs> but like yeah i yeah it's it was it's it was bad and the fact that we applied the same social model to it is insane it's insane also that like um, it felt like, cause I, I had been part, uh, cause I, you know, I was violated way before me too. And I had been in a lot of like the activist circles about sexual assault in that time frame. And I got in a bit of like, you know, I, I had my own issues with those groups of people, um, specifically like slut walk and like those early days of like, uh, sexual assault activism of, of mine personally. Um, and like, it felt like even the progress that was made in like those groups was like not uh, used in me too. like when talking about me too at all, like the key of me too is like, I think was that like so many people knew and like openly made jokes about it, wrote things about it, like publicized those on TV. Um, people knew um, and just did nothing. And I think that like is the key thing. Like they didn't even really, um, like the it was all framed in like in like our own very punitive and like extremely violent uh justice system which is like yeah truly let's like collaborate with the police on this this would be great um <laughs> anyway let's move on from this cuz we'll we'll just have to make a whole episode uh, for it so i guess fucking stay tuned for that i guess jesus um <laughs> yeah i'm sure everyone wants to hear us be upset for 2 hours oh. about how bad me too was they they want it so That's bad what the people want. <laughs> is david dobrik still like making videos because um, he came he, back right? yeah well he's still definitely funding content uh that that one kid who on tiktok who didn't get into juilliard got a couple of offers from his team uh so <laughs> yeah he is he is my age i think or he might be he even, might be my age might even be younger oh he just oh no, no. He's, oh right he he just looks so old <laughs> he looks so old and his eyes are so They're wet, so wet. <laughs> he's 25 yeah wow um that's yeah crazy. david dobrik's still a big name when's his birthday uh, his birthday when's his, his birthday? birthday is uh july 23rd 1996 Leo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that makes sense. How do you feel about Leo men? How do you feel about those people? Leo men, mm-hmm. perish, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> perish. Um, sorry if you're a Leo man and you're listening, but also like, I'm not sorry. 
Actually, I might like them now. Wow. Not David, not David Dobrik, but I'm, I've come around on Leo's as a whole. So Leo men, um, our DMs are open. If you've ever worn a corduroy suit, <laughs> would love to see a picture of you in a corduroy suit. Please send us an email, send us a DM. I'd love to see it. Okay. Um, my next prediction um, is that the Instagram face is over. It's gone. Goodbye. <laughs> see ya. Um, <laughs> like, you know, the Kylie Jenner sort of like, um, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's a set of features for sure. Like Kylie Jenner, Madison Beer, their sons, they all kind of have this look of like extremely whittled down nose, uh, larger lips, like microbladed brows. Um, but it's a face that works best in like static images. And like it kind of even like reveals its flaws on like the people that originated it, like Kylie, mm-hmm. as soon as they're in a video. Like even a video that like she directs like on her own phone there's just and it's i'm not even i'm not calling her ugly it's more like the uncanny valley-ness of it like just becomes super apparent like as soon as you see it in motion Mm -hmm. um and i think with where we are in social media right now where like instagram is still huge but i think it is um being taken over in some ways by tiktok um as like the social media platform that like a lot of young people want to spend their times on and a face that doesn't do well in motion mm-hmm. is just like not yeah. the face that people want to have right and now like they have filters um, but like they're very clockable um like they're mm-hmm. not i don't know like i just don't think that like uh I think a lot of people will say like, well, I think like the face filters are like there. And I'm just like, I don't think motion filters are at the point where like you could easily like, cause the whole point of Instagram is to like disguise the fact that you're a real person at all. Um, or disguise the fact that you're, that you're, uh, disguise the fact that you're like, uh, manipulating the frame. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and I think like filters are just like immediately shatter that illusion um like most people on tiktok use filters because they're like i'm using a filter today because like i'm ugly and like i don't feel good and like blah 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 blah. they'll like point out that they're using the filter (laughs) um because specifically that they don't feel good about their appearance whereas like instagram it's like no i i am this beautiful like all the time like there's never an instance where i feel ugly i'm just always beautiful um yeah i think actually like because um like having a face that works better like in a dynamic setting is going to be part of the like coming beauty standard Mm -hmm. like this is moving away a little bit from the internet but it's like derived from it i think that uh like character noses not like not like a i don't know i love a big nose I love like a really interesting nose, but this not it's I don't think no. that's ever gonna be what the people want. But I think that like um, s- still like not having like the exact same 
like features on every face in order for those faces to be like oh this is the the attractive face that I want to see on social Mm -hmm. media like I think that we'll move a little bit away from that like lips that are like slightly different shapes from each other like rather than just like one like set of like whatever it is that Kylie's got going on like a a little like 30s like vaudeville like Cupid's bone situation it will also be acceptable um and like I think you will still have to be pretty (laughs) um and you will still have to but it but it will be like a variety of ways that you can Mm -hmm. be pretty um that will like probably emphasize actually like not having a lot of like uh obvious cosmetic work done because when you have a lot of work done it's just like harder to have like a face that like moves around that doesn't like look a little bit like doll like that expresses I think that that's like like a connection that can like express enough emotion to people that they can feel a connection I think like like being expressive is the key thing um, even if the only expression that they really want you to make on TikTok is like that little girl face that you, know, you know what I'm talking about, where they're like booping around and making like the, Bella, the, the Bella Porch. You're making the face. The Bella Porch. Was that what it's I called? call it the okay. Bella Porch because she kind of um, like. But you can't you can't make that face when you're when you're full of Botox mm-hmm. actually because you can't move your mouth that far. So um... I keep making the faces. I just can't help myself. I like you, the cosplay faces. You I need wish to those have, were more in vogue. Well, you and you can't make those faces mm-hmm. either when you're just frozen. So that's that is like where I think beauty trends are going to be heading, and it's going to be in like part because of like what TikTok yeah, is requiring been, of people. Um, I've been going on Instagram Reels to like see what they're trying to do because <laughs> you know they're they're trying to be TikTok so bad because you know. We know that, I think we all know, pay pigs and prayer warriors included, that um, in the past couple years, Instagram has just devolved into a digital QVC. It's just the home shopping network now. Um, Like, it's it's just an... I love that when you go to post, like the button for like post is actually, it's now the button for shop. And they moved Mm -hmm. the button for post. It's so tiny. Like all the way into the corner. It's so small. that's the main thing that you do yeah, on there posts. is look at posts and, and they're like no shop <laughs> they've hidden it from you like, yeah. no shop and look at reels please because please look at reels we really want reels to take i off. do not they're, i don't they're, look at them. okay i've i've gone through their algorithm there. it's very it's worse way worse than tiktoks in terms of like being able to know what you want so like uh like it'll like I'll like let's say like a video shows up first of all if, uh, the first thing that comes up is just like the worst stuff that is o- like only for like the worst people, um, <laughs> just like Instagram thinks that I'm like a trad. They wife. they think I'm a trad wife. They think I'm a mom. They're always showing me teen moms specifically, <gasps> like teen no. moms and their kids, and it's like why like being a teen mom was like the best decision I ever made, and like. I guess even if that would were convincing, to, I, it's I can't become no, a teen no, mom. It's just not. I've I've reached so the age cap. I'm done. <laughs> like I can't be a teen I, mom. It's not. It's not an aspirational lifestyle oh. for me. And if I had a kid right now at this age, um, no one would be like scandalized. Um, 
you know that like all of the the little teen mom Instagram mm-hmm. reels that I get promoted are like everyone in my life was so disappointed in me when they found out that I was having a baby on purpose at 16 but it was the best decision that I ever made and I or, love or, little Grace or it'll be like and like <laughs> you're too pretty to be a mom uh, and then they'll do like a whole like montage of like their instant of like their outfits where they're like I'm in like yeah, I am Gia. They'll wear a little outfit and they'll be like, bet you didn't know I was a milk. Yeah, I'm a milk. I'm like, you're 17. <laughs> and they're, and they're, yeah, they're like 19 years old. Um, and their kid is like three. Um, and those are the kinds of videos that I so, keep getting promoted yeah, with, on Instagram. And I just, reels, like, if I had a kid right now, people would be so like, that's reels, fine. I'll, like, let's that's say you're normal. scrolling, you get like tons of these, like, teen mom videos. I get, I get sports sometimes, like, man videos awful um i get a bunch of those and then i'll suddenly i'll get a video a cute video of a dog right cute video of a dog i'm like that's cute and i liked it and then i keep scroll and they just now since i like that video i get 10 videos in a row they're just like you like dogs right you want you want just videos of millennials uh like typing over uh videos of their dog in like baby speak that's what you want right i'm like no i liked one video of dogs what i want is cute genre i don't want 10 of like 10 very similar videos like what basically what i mean is like uh tiktok figures you out in like three videos like say what you will about the panopticon of tiktok but man oh man do they got you like clocked in like three videos their algorithm is tight i'm behaving so good in myself (laughs) The guard thinks I'm doing such a good job, and they think I'm. I'm actually very the pretty. best lab rat, and I I found the cheese the fastest, actually. So, like, like say what you will about TikTok, but they got you figured out in three videos. Instagram is still like clamoring to figure out how their algorithm, how TikTok's algorithm works, because they want what what TikTok has, which is the ability to make people buy the stupidest shit so quickly they can like they can figure out a trend cycle in like a second and then just start pushing one million of those trending videos at you and then suddenly you're you've bought a sunset lamp before you can even before you can even blink you have like high rate how much money (laughs) how much money does instagram think you have how much money does instagram based on like your targeted Mm -hmm. ads Uh, they think i have i mean i like so much content from like (laughs) like you know little boutique brands that i think they think i have like I don't know, like maybe eighty thousand dollars a year. Not yeah. true, but <laughs> yeah, it's more. Yeah, it's more. <laughs> <laughs> Lest we forget about your trust fund. <laughs> I can't wait till someone DMs me and asks me about my imaginary trust fund. Oh, oh, we're calling it imaginary yeah, yeah. now. We gotta do it. Interesting. We're lying. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think Instagram must believe that I have have your mm-hmm. trust fund um, because I'm constantly getting promoted like like single items of clothing that cost like ten thousand dollars. It'll be like here's a vintage like Vivian Westwood corset um, like on sale from this like authenticated like designer place and it's $14,000. Do you want it? Like, it'll be like sponsored. Um, (laughs) I never get like targeted ads for anything that's like under a thousand bucks. Um, which is, I don't know how they, like, I'm a teen, I'm a teen mom. (laughs) 
I'm an aspiring mm-hmm. teen mom with millions mm-hmm. of dollars. I can't. I, I we should look at our meme page at some point and figure out what what they think we are. Uh, by the way, uh, follow our Instagram. It's it's Big Soy Naturals. Yeah, it's Big Soy Naturals yeah. on Instagram. Do we have other internet future predictions? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think that Tumblr is making a huge comeback. I think it's it's about oh, to. I had that on my. It too. is. It is. Tumblr is coming back. It's coming back. Would you drop your URL? Would you tell people to follow you no. on Tumblr? I I still think that's like no. to me. That's still like the rule for me. Is like. I think oh, that's going to be my. I role. love telling people to follow me on Well, the on problem Tumblr, is that I have a TikTok I'm following. Kind of just like an aesthetic poster. The problem, Cerise, is that I have a yeah. TikTok following, and they will look at my fucking like Tumblr, and they'll comb through ten years of, of blogging, and they'll try to find. I've got ten years of blogging on there. See all my I Doctor Who posts from when I was like twelve. Dylan- O'Brien in my <laughs> OMG he's so hot tag from your own tag. <laughs> my unf tag. I fortunately don't have anything in my unf tag, but I'm surprised because I feel like I must have gone through that and cleaned it at some point because I was I was thirsty mm-hmm. for Dylan O'Brien. <laughs> I was reblogging Teen Wolf gift sets. I did not watch Teen Wolf. <laughs> you didn't watch it. Like, he's no, I just thought Dylan O'Brien yeah. was like really, really you were, like, hot. Maze and... <laughs> yeah, I I saw Maze Runner two, <laughs> not Maze Runner one, <laughs> in theaters. <laughs> um, for Dylan O'Brien, I saw it on a date wow. with some guy that I never saw again, um, and he had never seen the. F- like any of the Maze Runners, he hadn't read the books. I hadn't read the books. Um, I picked the movie, and then afterwards he was like, "So, can you explain that to me?" And I was like, "I no, I don't know what happened." Um, <laughs> but Jill, Dylan O'Brien looked really good. Um, <laughs> I think I know why he didn't call you back. It's because he was threatened by your love to him. I didn't call. I didn't. No, 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 no. no. Okay, let's, okay. Let's get this story straight. I've never been ghosted. <laughs> You've never been less on Caleb? <laughs> no, no one would ever do that to me. I'm so yeah. cool. Um, I did see some, like, some people were passing around the new owner of um, Tumblr and how he's, like, been on kind of a, a press junket about how Tumblr's coming back and he's going to, like, revitalize it. But he also said... Um, you know, it's a really viable market for NFTs, and literally everyone flipped their shit. Um, so I don't think that'll happen. But my fear is that they will tr- they will make it worse um, when they have a new uh, follow, like a, an influx of new followers of not not followers, sorry, users. Um, I'm worried that they'll like make it worse. I don't think they'll go for the NFT thing because I just don't think I can see that being. Uh, at all viable on Tumblr, like it would just cause a whole slew of problems. Like uh, there's just a giant artist community on there still to this day that is vehemently anti NFT. They like went onto Tumblr specifically for that because like all their art was getting stolen by Twitter bots. So it's like, I just don't think that that's like going to be a popular decision that they would make. Um, and you know how Tumblr is very good at bullying staff into like reversing decisions. Um, 
but I don't know with a new user base, I fear that like there will be, I'm not even talking about like the users making new terrible discourse. Uh, I actually kind of want that. That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> I'm worried about like this, like uh, with web 3.0 and even web 2.0, like uh, like the modern web kind of uh, sinking its claws into like Tumblr and make, and bringing in all of the things that uh, are the entire reason that it will make a comeback in the first place, which is that people do genuinely desire um, a more, a less like clouty, I guess, internet. Um, Cause like on Tumblr, you don't have, they don't show a visible follower count. Um, it's a lot more, if it's micro blogging. So it's like weird. Bring that out. Mm -hmm. I would be very, I would be very upset. upset. I don't want people to see my follower. And count. I actually, <laughs> no, I don't, I have no interest None. in that. Cause like, what would I get out of Nothing. it? What, like, what do you want to become God? Because like being like having, having Tumblr followers, having Tumblr followers is not like a brag, but also like not having a lot of followers, like also it doesn't like matter. Mm -hmm. So I feel like displaying, yeah, a follower account would just be it'd be mm -hmm. gross. I hope that they never ever introduce that. But I think like. Um, I think people will get back on Tumblr. I think maybe some people will get on Tumblr for the first time. It's always interesting to me when I see people who are like 16 and 15 mm -hmm. on there. Cause it's like, how'd you like, wh why what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> well, I, mean, I think it does come from <laughs> a desire. Why would you willingly inflict this to yourself? But then I, I find out like from looking at people's blogs that there is, you know, like genuine interest in a place yeah. on the internet where someone can express themselves and someone can learn things and like, find new interests without feeling like they need to put themselves on mm -hmm. display and that's why it's like great that tumblr doesn't share your follower account because it's like you don't need to have like a personal brand yeah, it's, on there it's pretty like clear. some people are really dedicated mm -hmm. to keeping their blogs like organized around a certain theme but you don't no. have to like it can just be like whatever you want and no one cares either way like if it's organized around a theme that's that is solely for you <laughs> it's, it's like and if you choose to share your like share your follower account at least for like the past like the entirety of like tumblr's run uh the only way you could like choose to shoot to share your follower account uh like if you hit a milestone or something would be to like take a screenshot of like your your ui user menu like your account menu yeah and be like wow like check it out i have like 30k and the and you could like pretty okay, much garner that from what's your tumblr kill death ratio can you look my that kill up? death ratio yeah so that's like your um following count divided by your follower count okay i think maybe the other way around i don't know how, i follow way too many people because i've had this account i've had the same account for 10 years oh they're, they're pretty they're actually pretty Okay, yeah, they're... Mine is 6.543, and that's the only number that I want to share. Like, I don't... You don't get to know how many followers mm -hmm. I have or how many people I'm following. Wait, but so my, follower count? My kill-death ratio, it's following divided by follower. Okay. Uh, I, I'm muttering. I'll mute that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one point two eight. Um, cool. Yeah. 
See, and that doesn't tell me anything yeah. about how many followers you have. If you're a STEM major, don't say anything. Um, they can't. No, they can't reverse engineer that. <laughs> I I can do math. You I cannot. You need to have one of the num. You need to have one of the numbers for it. They can't just <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. Are those all of our predictions? Uh, did we do I it? I think we did it. I think we did it. We got all of our predictions out there. Um, as I mean, wow. like, you know, like you pay pigs and prayer warriors probably can predict the rest. Discourse is going to be terrible. You're going to be angry every time you log on. And you're going to keep logging on uh, because you're addicted to these apps. Um, as we all are, we're in hell. Uh, congratulations. Web 3.0 is happening. Um, because they invested too much money in it and nfts are they here to stay who knows but they're here to stay for a little bit longer um hopefully not too long uh and that's pretty much it um so thank you so much for listening thank you so much for waiting um but you know you know don't expect anything from us ever um yeah have no expectations for us um but do uh check us out on twitter check us out on instagram we are big soy naturals everywhere um leave us a review on apple Podcasts and now spotify you gotta leave us a review or else yes it makes me so sad every day when i check to see if we have new reviews and we have none probably similarly to how sad you get when you check to see if we put out a new episode after promising that we're going to put out a new episode and then we mm-hmm. don't um but it's actually, it's a feedback yes. because we love the accolades and the attention. And the more we get, the more we feel yeah. um, inclined to give It's a reward episode. system. So, you know, we are the lab rats and you have the cheese. The cheese is your reviews. Feed us cheese, please. Um, we're going to unionize. We are going to unionize. We, the lab rats, will unionize. But I look so nice in my little mm-hmm. cell and I'm I'm the the prettiest one in the watchtower, and the guard says that I have the nicest hair and the best clothes. <laughs> well, the scientists say I'm the fluffiest rat, so um. <laughs> they love watching me from their little uh, binoculars. <laughs> they said I had the biggest tits. So. <laughs> That's they they can't say that to you, but I write you. I- Leak your cup size on no. the pod. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm ashamed. Okay. 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 So you'll name the podcast Big Soy Naturals, but you won't leak your okay. cup size okay. on the pod. Okay. Let's mark this moment, listeners. I would never do this so to leak you. your cup size. Um. <laughs> exactly. You're just not going to stand still. <laughs> Next time, I would you know what? Do it. You know what? If you want to get our cup size leaked, you're going to have to go to our Patreon. <laughs> no. Give us money. That's after the feet tier, and no one's no one's locked in on that yeah. one yet. Um, have a great night. Goodbye, pay pigs. Goodbye, prayer warriors. Love, Love you. you. Shut, Shut up. up. Goodbye. This is a certified big soy naturals classic. Cock is one of my favorite tastes. Not only that, the balls smell amazing. Like, I cannot get it far enough down my throat to be satisfied. I'm only satisfied when I feel those intense, powerful.
of salty, hot pumps of cum down my throat. When I sit back on my heels, look up at you with cum all over my mouth and slobber running down my neck, hair all fucked up, and wipe my mouth with the back of my arm and ask you if I did a good job, and you cannot even speak because I've drained all your energy out the tip of your dick. That's when I'm satisfied. Nasty and ugly as hell. Shut the fuck up. Sweetie, you are literally so out of line as fucking unbelievable. I could drag you so hard right now, but I know you'll just end up crying. I've roasted you before, and you know it. Chances are, you'll just say I bullied you because you're gay and have different skin. Talk shit, get hit. You don't want to mess with me, kiddo. I've got a black belt. I know threats are fucked up, but that's all I've been receiving all day. Probably from her royal hood rat Olive and all of her nasty friends. But you can gang up on me and make fun of me for being goth all you want. I've been hurt a lot. My first boyfriend cheated on me. My dad screams if I forget to do chores. And there are some days I don't even want to get out of bed in the mornings. I'm a jaded teenage girl. I've been through shit that you wouldn't even dream of. You think your life is hard? Try asking the cutest guy in your grade out in the middle of the cafeteria only to find out he has a fucking girlfriend. You don't know my life or my story, so keep my name out of your nasty mouth. Life is a battlefield, and it looks like I've already won. 